Hey guys, how's everybody doing? This is Craig from Bass Lessons Melbourne. Welcome to episode 49 of the Bass Lessons Melbourne Player Profile Podcast. Uh, for today's episode, I was joined by Pete Martin. Um, Pete was in Australia touring with Kamal Williams, who some of you might be familiar with um, from London. Um, he also has, well, before it was Kamal Williams, it was Yusef Kamal, and that was kind of where I got introduced to this kind of new scene that's happening, I guess, over there in London. Um, very cool, kind of retro-styled Herbie Hancock vibes, but with kind of modern edges and synths and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, I recommend you check it out. So yeah, um, I caught up with Pete um, the morning after his um, Kamal Williams gig in Melbourne at this hotel in Melbourne. Pretty early on for uh, for a couple of musicians, but uh, but we made it work. And um, yeah, it was great to, to speak to Pete and find out a little bit more about his career, his varied career. Um, he was actually one of Courtney Pine's main bass players for many years. Courtney Pine is a, another UK artist, a saxophone player, um, who's pretty cutting edge um, when he came out. Check out some Courtney Pine. Um, and then he's also done a whole bunch of pretty high profile pop gigs, um, touring with Natasha Bedingfield, Daniel Bedingfield, Lily Allen, Girls Around, Girls Allowed, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, and he's got some got some very very cool thoughts on the industry and and how we as bass players should approach your instrument and, and music and stuff. So, it was really great to to, to talk to him about that. Um, as always, this podcast is brought to you in part by F Bass, handmakers of uh, fine guitars and basses, handmakers, makers of handmade fine bass guitars and guitars, maybe that's better, <laughs> anyway, um, they make good stuff and they've been doing it for over 40 years, so if you're in the market for a nice new instrument, I highly recommend checking out F-Bass, um, and big thanks to you guys for listening to the podcast, I do appreciate it. Um, every now and then I'll check in and see what the, the numbers are and it's pretty pretty consistent so I know there must be a bunch of you out there that uh, that like to to subscribe to these episodes so that's pretty cool um, if you are kind of a, a bit of a fan then I would even appreciate more if you could leave some kind of review on iTunes or whatever and just kind of spread the word um, every every little thing helps so yeah episode 49 one more episode away until we get to 50 which is something i didn't really think we'd get to but here we are on the precipice so that's quite exciting anyway without further ado here is episode 49 with pete martin How you doing? This is Craig here from Bass Lessons Melbourne. Welcome to another Player Profile episode. And for today, I'm joined by Pete Martin. Pete, how are you, man? Hey, man. You good? Good to see you. I'm good, yeah, thanks, you Pete. Thanks for taking time out to, to hang with me today. No problem. Um, I know time on the road is busy and hectic. Yeah, it, yeah. Especially <laughs> when you've got a third, uh, what is it, 11 hour time difference? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the minute is about yeah. 11 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're down here in Australia with Kamal Williams. That's right, yeah. Yeah, how's that been? It's been great. Some good fun. Yeah? Good fun, yeah, yeah. So getting the whole experience of working down here. Um, it's been well received. Gigs are sold out. Wow. Punters have been, you know, been yeah. fantastic. Local crews have been fantastic. The yeah, venues cool. and all the gear has been fantastic. So, you know, it's been... Yeah, it's been you've great. Had some fun yeah, 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 yeah. So you've you right started off in Sydney, or yes, the tour started in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. So was that the, the Foundry or the three or six or six we or something like that? Playing in the uh, uh, in Sydney, in the venue, in the venue. Did I know what the name of the venue was? <laughs> Small, big it's a club. Uh, it was a club. It was a club sized venue. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe I don't know a few hundred. Yeah, few hundred. You know, maybe like four or five hundred or something like that. Okay. Smallish. I guess, yeah. And it was pretty packed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well received, they were kind of well up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the, is this part of a bigger tour that you guys are doing or? Well, we, we were on the road in, um, we did a European stint just, just recently and that's just straight after, this is straight after that. Okay. So, um. Was it kind of tagged on later on? Because it hasn't been. No, there wasn't much of a gap. It was, yeah. it was kind of, a, um, and actually, I think the Australia dates were in, on the cards for a while. Right, and then the kind of the tour emerged, sort of, right yeah, around and before it, and sort of just <coughs> like the dates started getting added. But this Australia thing was always on the cards, really. So it didn't get tagged on as much as the tour probably got attached onto it. <laughs> as the other way around. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely um, there's definitely a scene for for this kind of music mm. down here. Mm. You know, um, and as much as it may, it's definitely got you know old school roots mm. it's appealing to a young audience mm. I don't know if you've noticed that yeah there's yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of kind of 20, 20 yeah yeah that is definitely the case that's definitely <coughs> the case I mean occasionally we'll get the odd person who kind of knows about thing and they'll say oh yeah that reminds me of Herbie Hancock and you right. know correct yeah 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 <laughs> or it reminds us of George Hugh or Witherport yeah. or something but you know yeah but um but yeah it's 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 great because I've been around long enough to see when it was hip when it wasn't hip anymore yeah. and then became hip again you know what do you think it is why do you think it has had a bit of a this vibe this instrumental i i think i stuff? think it's because <clears throat> i think it's because we went through a period where we were playing lots of it's kind of to do with the whole spotify generation kids and uh, people that kind of grew up listening to their music on youtube or yeah. what have you and then the accessibility of music and going into, into get having your laptop and just having your your garage band and whatever and sitting down with your with your with your laptop and your uh, you know and your fruity loops or what have you and just um, programming up and writing songs and a lot of the production that's had the electro a lot of the electronic scene sort of sort of grew through that just exponentially yeah. than than any other area so there were lots of people who developed and were producing their music that way because it's well, firstly, it's a lot cheaper. You yeah. don't. You can sit down and just get your programs, and there's been there's been some great music that way. But I think it it it, it, it like anything, it, it it comes in waves. And yeah. if you get saturation, people start looking for something else. Yeah. So they, um, I think, what's happened is people have there's there was the whole sort of sitting down and programming and doing that kind of stuff and listening back to the music. But the performance element, that's the element that was missing. Mm. Like you can put your stuff out, get it all, all out there, and people can hear it on YouTube, on Spotify, get it out there easy enough. But when it came to actually performing it, people want to see a performance. People want to connect. Yeah, they want to connect, they want a performance, they want the, yeah. the, the uh, you know, they want the sense of occasion 
that comes with going to watch a gig and electronic music and that kind of music doesn't serve itself particularly well to that. Yeah, it's hard to yeah, make yeah. engaging yeah, yeah, to make that stage production. Right, stuff. so I think what's <coughs> happened is you've, you've got um, people started picking up instruments again and going on YouTube with their instruments and I think that's how yeah. that, they, they, people, you know, these same kids, some of these people are still using the same methods of getting the music out there but they're instead of showing that, they, that they're producing something, it became about them, the performance. Right than yeah. the actual, you know, the, as much as it was the music itself. So yeah. they could, then you had uh, bands like Snarky Puppy, for example, who um, I think they made a, a, a big impact in the sense that they'd, they'd put their stuff on YouTube and yeah. then it just sort of just blew up. And they, they, yeah. they, in a sense, they kind of made it okay. Yeah, to like that kind of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. instrumental to, to, yeah, yeah. jazz band. Yeah, and this whole idea of the instrumental thing. I mean, they never. I mean, the whole thing's never been gone. It's always been there. Have been yeah. people playing instrumental jazz for, sure. for, for a long but time, but not not selling out thousands no, of no, venues no, and stuff like Snarky Puppy. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> I, I can remember when I, I I went and saw Snarky at Coco's in London, and I couldn't believe the crowd that was there. Yeah. and they were all young people that went yeah. to this. So they probably younger people that didn't have that live music experience. Yeah. And um, I mean, they, oh, I mean, a lot of the criticism but it might be leveled at bands like this. Oh yeah, we've seen oh, we've seen all that before. Oh, you should have seen this, you should have seen that. Yeah. But for this generation, yeah. this is what they're seeing. Well, when I, when I, when I saw them play at uh, the Forum in Melbourne, Big yeah. Place and Forum uh, in Melbourne, one of the songs has this synth melody. Yeah. And the whole audience or singing it. I know you still yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is like weather report for yeah, yeah, yeah. For, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. Rock, they're like rock stars yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of no. Yeah. Which is what weather report were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, yeah. Stuff. So like, ah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I thought we'd never see I thought those days were gone. Mm. Seeing that sort of that, that many people kind of being into like instrument and instrumental music that was quite sophisticated and yeah. you know, because a lot of the Music. I mean, actually, a lot of the electronic is very the music is very sophisticated. But then you have them. Like as I say, you don't have the performance element of it. You've just got yeah. the, the guys producing it. Whether you, if you go and see guys doing it, what they can do with a laptop and a, and press play and do it's not the same thing. Same. Whereas when you see a, something like Snarky Puppy, it's much more organic in the sense that or any live band, you know, yeah. Robert Glasper and the the, the, the crowd and the, and all the splinter things that come off of Snarky Puppy as well is that you're seeing a bunch of guys doing it in real time. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. And, and they're, you know, they're your age, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not 50, 60 year old guys. Yeah, 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 exactly. Doing, doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're there's all... a bit of that, there's a bit of hip hop and there's a bit of gospel in there. Right, well, yeah, is... yeah, exactly. So they're bringing the modern music but playing real instruments. And there's something, there's also something about the experience of people connecting and communicating that comes, that, that's, I think there's a kind of a slightly intangible quality that's not captured with, with a, yeah. With a, with a machine, yeah. you know, and a machine can replay it and what have you. But there's something about the, um, the, the being in in that in a space and the unconscious collective, if you like, of being in it, having that experience. It's like when you go to any any kind of thing where you where where these people come together. Mm -hmm. Something they all connect, whether it's with a common purpose. They've all come to watch this gig. Sport. Yeah, sport or yeah. or anything, or, or a political cause or yeah. whatever. People go to the thing there together, and we're all together. Where we've got this commonality. Mm -hmm. So you 
you're playing this music, even if you've got no one watch DJs and it's the same sort of thing, but you don't see that it's it's one person you're watching, whereas if you're watching a band, yeah. it's in a group of people yeah, yeah. playing this music and communicating and then conveying that communication to the audience yeah. who then feed it back to the to the band who then play, who feed off of that. Yeah. And you get this whole sort of... And how, how does that work with Kamal Williams? Very much exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Very much exactly like that. Yeah, I saw last night there was yeah. a lot of like... It, it probably works more like that than, than than most people. Yeah. To be honest, because um, we kind of we kind of yes, there's yes, there's there's, there's tunes. Yeah. But there is it's um, and you know in a lot of ways we wouldn't even like to call it jazz, necessarily, mm. but it does have the jazz um, the idea of jazz in the sense that it, um, it, you go up and you've got a form, and then within that. The, the, the parameters of that form, we can go wherever. Yeah. You know, which is yeah, 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 exactly. Communicate. Yeah, and communicate. And if it goes that way, and that person decides to say that, yeah. then we'll go. Really? Okay. Let's talk about that. Oh, we want to go here. Let's go there. Let's go. And sometimes it can go yeah. wherever, but within the the, the parameters, let's say that those of that that tune, you yeah. know, that piece. These might be the chords. The chords might go somewhere else, and more so on this than it would even on. Mm -hmm. Jazz gigs, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it definitely borrows that that kind of philosophy um, for this gig, and that makes it interesting for the audience because sometimes the audience, one of the things they enjoy, I think, it makes them feel part of the process, is that they're standing and they're going, oh, "I can see these, are these guys? Are they, are they making this up? Yeah, are they making this up? <laughs> they're kind of like they're just going, yeah. oh, what's he going to do? What's he? The drummers, you can see, you can you can you can look at the musicians, you can see he's looking at him and he's looking at him and he's going, well, yeah. what's going on? And it and makes them feel like they're involved. Taking in, each other on. Yeah, and almost like they're doing the gig, almost like they're doing the gig themselves. They're actually yeah. watching it and going, what's going to happen next? And yeah. they're involved with the process. They feel this that happens at that point in time. That's not going to happen again. Mm. And and often does happen. There's things that we we record with the gigs, and there's things that we play that we've never played before and mm. may never play again. And that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know? cool. That's the because then if somebody yeah. comes to see you again, yeah, it's not the same show. Yeah, oh, it's definitely not the same show. Yeah, definitely not the same. You might recognise the elements of it, but yeah, that's not what they did yesterday. No. What about that bit when they did this? You know, even even stuff that happened. Uh, you know, cause Andy's the, we've got uh, Andy Fissenden yeah. has joined us here on for the Australia leg, and um, there was a part we did a, a show uh, like not last night, night before and. And he goes, oh, I came in at this point and I didn't know, what, you know, what would... And I said, don't worry, that's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> what about the part where you were, I didn't know, I wasn't sure what to do. And so I've, I'd never heard, and I said, don't worry. Yeah. 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 He still sounds good, let's be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 that's the, this is the thing. Yeah. I think in some way, you've got someone of that level of ability. It's, you see, the thing is, when you see guys of that level of ability, playing, they're usually well rehearsed, well done, and you think, okay, this is what, yeah. if they've sat in the studio and practiced. It's not going to be wrong, it's just going to be a different yeah. flavour of but what it's, it has been. But it's interesting seeing somebody of that level to see what they do and what they come up with creatively on the spot, yeah. and they just go, right, okay, I'm not, I'm, they're not, we're not playing in our comfort zone. Yeah. That's the thing, it's, you know, if we're not playing in a place where we're just going, oh yeah, we know what's going to happen next, yeah. you do this, I do that. It's not, it's not like that, we're right. playing on the edge of it. You know, we're, we're sometimes we're stepping out of our comfort zone because there are times when, okay, you're playing, you're, don't make this fall apart. Yeah. Hold it together. Don't lose your cool. You know, this is how it goes. Watch each other play something, play something, be involved, be engaged. 
Yeah. You know, don't sort of go, I don't know what's going on. Uh, this is how it goes, really, and stand back and just try and play your part and hide in it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was great to see to see Andy just like, you know, no holds barred kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and nice. he was doing his thing, and, and then because he, he's rising to the occasion now. Because at first he was like, but now this is like, that was, you know, he, that's his uh, uh, third gig. Third, third gig. Third gig. Third gig, yeah, only three gigs in. Yeah, so right. he, he was like, by now he goes, okay, now I know. But even then, he's kind of not, and he's, but he's still. Okay, remove the idea of of knowing what you're doing necessary and having it prescribed. Mm. Okay, there's a, there's, to to some degree it's prescribed, but then he he thinks, okay, now I'm going to grasp this. This is what I'm going to do yeah. with this. Trust, or, yeah. trust your practice and trust your ears. Trust yourself. And yeah, trust yeah. your bandmates. Yeah, yeah, and trust the mu and trust the music. Yeah, you know, trust your ability, and that's when you put it to the tech and going, and you're doing it in front of the punters who have paid to see you. That's it. Yeah. So don't lose your just keep it cohesive and at the same time go with the flow of what other people are doing. How did you kind of um, develop that style of, of performance? You know, because it's one thing to be able to play, you know, a pocket or a groove or a but it's another thing to be able to be flexible to go anywhere, improvise, you know, blow, mm -hmm. adopt different roles. Like you were yeah. kind of doing some guitar elements last yeah, night, yeah, some yeah. synthy bass elements. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So what was your path towards having that skill set as opposed to kind of, you know, just a regular bass player if you I think I think I think having just being musically open, that's gonna be that's gonna be the, 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 the ground of that, the grounding of that. Because you, you you know, if you're listening to lots of different music and when you listen to music you listen to different parts. Mm -hmm. You know, as bass players you know, the one upon a time you listen to your bass part but these days, especially bass, when you're young and starting out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But these days, people, we listen to all the parts. Yeah. We listen to what the keys are doing. We listen to what a horn. We're transcribing horn lines. We're doing, you know. I mean, guys like Jaco broke that mold, you yeah. know, way back. Playing melodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing melodies and turned it into melodic instruments. Stanley Clark and the like. They all turned it into something else. So that became the bar. Mm. Now everybody plays Donnelly. Everybody plays Teen Town. Everybody yeah. plays. <laughs> you know, what I mean, cause school days and all that. Yeah. Everybody does that. You know, um, so I think that's one one aspect of it. So, but in terms of my personal experience and playing, um, if I had to compare this to a gig that I'd done before, I would say Courtney Pine's gig was probably right. the one that kind of um, made me be comfortable in that situation. Yeah, because he was very much again because he's a jazz musician. Yeah, so it was a jazz gig. You know, but he also had elements of lots of different things. So we would be playing drum and bass or yeah. whatever was we were doing at the time. Yeah, and it was kind of like around that time of like Ronnie Size. And that's right. Yes, he had a lot of four hero and those kind of guys. He was yeah. involved. Yeah. So we'd be we'd be just you know he'd be he's and he's a monster, and he's and when you have got somebody that's that confident and that good basically, and he says let's go, you just have to go. <laughs> just, that's it. It's like you you coming with me or you going home. What are you gonna do? You know. Yeah. So you think, okay, here so you, we go. Really, you really had to kind of step up. And so you just gotta step up. That's that's basically what you do. You know. And he'll just turn to you and and with that, oh, we're going here, we're going there. And it was just and it was a massive leap in my development in yeah. that time. Um, so it made me think of things in a different way. It made me have the confidence to kind of go off and go right. Okay. This is this is what we're doing. This is what you're playing, and you know. And then of course you 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 know you you've you've practiced as well. You've yeah. you've sat at home. You've you've like I say you've sat there and you've poured over that Michael Brecker line or whatever you've done to try and yeah. to learn it and try to articulate as best you can. See so developing your technique, developing your ears, and you just want a chance to use it. You know, and you yeah. get an opportunity to use it, and so you take it. 
you yeah. know, that's that's what you do. So it's like that combination of opportunity meeting preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's you get a chance to play. You you know, you do your prep and you sit down. And you think, okay, I've done all this work. So, and here's the chance. Mm. You know, so you kind of develop that. And and with Courtney, I was with Courtney for like, what three and a half years thereabouts. Mm -hmm. And that's the way you played all the time. So, you know, you develop that kind yeah. of that plane, and it develops over time. And then, of course, you come to a situation like this. I mean, it, of course, I went into the pop world as well, which was com completely yeah. <laughs> the opposite of that. Yeah. But coming back to this, that's where I think it, it, it doesn't phase me mm -hmm. as it might phase. Is, would you say this is more of your natural voice as a player, or is it still a little bit, a little bit out of your comfort zone? I like it being a bit out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I like that because that keeps you interested. Sure. You know, if you're just playing things where you're just, it's just scripted every day, yeah. and you're playing, you you can you can forget why you started doing this. You know, you can easily forget. You can be playing away, and you're you know, and the, and the months, the years can go by, and mm -hmm. you just don't remember. You know, and then you you know there were times you, you can go for a. It's just like autopilot. Yeah, and then you'll go for years. You don't even practice because you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. You know, you just do what's required and you might read the odd chart here and there. You might get called to do the odd gig here and there. But and you're like, you could, Whoa. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, yeah, and then you'll kind of go, okay, I've got to remember, you know, and do whatever. But, you know, it's it's good to be out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's yeah. good for that, you know, it's good. So to, you, you've obviously studied a little bit somewhere? Somewhere, a bit, yeah. I kind of studied, I didn't go, to, I, I remember, I, I remember at the time I was, I auditioned, and got into university, and but I was already working by then. Right. Is this in London? Yeah. Right. I was already working, and a person auditioning me, who's a well-respected, um, uh, uh, um, um, you know, educator in these in these things, he said, he said to me, "Great. If you want to come, you can come if you want, but you will learn a lot more out there doing what you're doing." Right. That's, he was just straight with me. He just said, "So it's up to you." So I was stuck with this. I was like, uh, "You're like, but that doesn't make sense." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what he said. He goes, "You, you can say you can come if you want, but you'll learn a lot more with the stuff that you're doing. Um, you'll learn a lot more doing that stuff, being out and about." Which is what he said. Whether he was right or not, I don't know. But, um, but of course, at that time, I had a family as well. Right. Yeah. So. So how old were you? At that time, I was about. I was in my twenties. Okay. About 26, 27, so like oh, okay. So it wasn't yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 19, 20. Yeah, 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 exactly. So so you were kind of self-taught up until this point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in as much as I, but I, I did go and up and go and, you know, go to places to, to be with other people who are much, you know, sure. more experienced than myself. So I did have piano lessons mostly to try and get an idea of how stuff went together. And I briefly had some double bass lessons as well. To kind of get my head around that because I've got a double bass and I had a double bass given to me, so I thought oh, I'll take the opportunity to do that. Um, and of course, you go around to various places, various workshops, and what have you, and hook up with other musicians and other people. But I didn't go to go to enroll on a on a course at university. Private private tutor. Yeah, or? yeah, just tutors. Yeah, just okay, a few yeah. few tutors. Yeah. But they weren't electric bass guitar tutors. Other no. musicians. Yeah, yeah, they were the uh, piano. Right. Double bass, some double bass, yeah. So what drew you to the to the bass? Well, it was just the instrument to play, really. And, you know, get growing, it was a cool... Oh, we all know that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but we all know that, but 
more so in because in the background, you know, in the area that I came from, the kind of music I was listening to when I was growing up, I'm, you know, I'm of Jamaican heritage, so the bass was always so loud. <laughs> yeah, straight away. So my dad's Trojan <laughs> records, you know, I was just watching them. I was listening to them. The bass is just, you know, so that's what I grew up with. Okay. You know, before I started. So you that thought home. all the bass all the things. Yeah, yeah. So you know, when you by the time you hit you hit twelve years old, and you see the and the older kids and they're going, you're, you know, they're playing their music and they're going to sound systems or whatever, going to parties or whatever. You're trying to get into the parties anyway. You know, the bit that everybody jumps around to is the bass line. It's all about the bass line. It's all about that. It's nothing. It's every, yeah, you've got the drums and everything. It's as if the whole record is designed to make the bass sound good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's all about that. So, so it was a no-brainer for me. It was just, it was just, you just, your, your ear just went to that. And what made that sound? That then I want to do that. Yeah. You know. So and it was. And then a kid came to school one day with a bass guitar. When I was about about twelve. Yeah. About twelve, yeah, and and it, all, it was just a love affair from then. Really. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it just never went away. <laughs> yeah. So starting out, just playing along to those reggae dub records. Yeah, and stuff. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Getting a bass guitar, <clears throat> like begging and pleading and begging and pleading and begging until I, until I got a fifty pound bass guitar, you know, and and just sitting in, in there just, with you know, without an amp. Yeah. Till the fingers bleed. Yeah, yeah. Just playing around, one, we're trying to hear it. Yeah, trying to hear it. Trying to not know anything about action or even yeah. tuning or anything like that and and also there was a social element of it as well that I was in my area there were lots of people who were playing music and you know, lots of kids in my school were played played music and it, it was a way in as well sure. so so yeah. I, I, I I managed to hook up with so many people yeah. and, and that's still the case to this day the opportunities that it's brought me yeah here I, I mean am, you, you think know, about it, your yeah. circle of friends are probably yeah. mainly musicians yeah unfortunately <laughs> yeah, even some drummers mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it kind of it kind of took me out and I was going to play in bands and then of course it's you're, you're, you're playing in school assemblies and you're going in there and yeah that's that's the way it started that's the way it started. were you kind of like the bass player at school kind of thing eventually yeah yeah eventually yeah. when the kids above me left yeah. <laughs> for those last six months yeah, yeah, you, were, you were the guy I was the guy yeah, yeah. I was the guy yeah yeah <laughs> for exam leave <laughs> so when, when did it start getting professional or serious or like when it was like oh yeah this is maybe something that I want to do round about that time uh, round about the time when um when, when i kind of was going about to go to university um i think i just um it, I, I had to just make a decision i just had to make a decision i was i was actually running around servicing computers at the time uh, in my day what, job what year is this approximately this is about 93 okay about 93 and and i was just running around um sort of you know, and I, I, I mean, I'd always played, and I'd done the odd session here and there, been in studios a few times, done gigs and what have you. But it was time to say, right, you're going to do this, or you're not going to do this. What you're going to do? Like, what do you want to do for the rest? Yeah, of your yeah, life? yeah. Because it, yeah, because it got to a point that said, well, we, you know, you're starting to play with people where there are professionals in the band. Yeah. You know, and then they were getting, and the band was getting gigs, and you've got to say, well, okay, we've got a gig this day, and you're thinking, oh, then I have to take a. That time out. I've I gotta got fix that keyboard. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. Nice driver's not yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've got to go and sort of fix that floppy. So, <laughs> so, so you'd have to go like go right, uh, am I gonna pull a sickie, or am I gonna do? And then it just gets a that's bit it. and then it just gets silly. That's, that's, yeah. that's always the 
it's kind of good when that happens because then you know it's the right thing to do. Like when you can't do what you think you meant to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that's the time to to make that leap. Yeah, that's right. You're just messing. You know? You're just messing about. Then and you, yeah. you, you know, and also there's the guy. You got to be serious. Not just the people that you're working for you know, mm. in your day job. There's the people you're working with in the band. Yeah. And also the level that they were at, that some of those guys were at. And I thought I'm not going to get to that level. Sure. By getting up and going, so you, you, you had a good opportunity to kind of yeah to kind of make that. He had a good opportunity to do that, so I kind of decided, you know, did that and it, and just you know just bread and butter for you know the dribs and drabs over over time buying an old having an old car, throwing a gear in the car, driving up, doing the rehearsals. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just doing that stuff and yeah. getting up and practicing because everybody else was practicing. Yeah. Just to make sure that you, you had a really a healthy music community around you. Yeah, in London it was good. it was good at that time. Yeah, really good at that time. This is kind of the height of like acid jazz. Would that exactly? Be? It was yeah. it was that time. Jamaica Choir. Yeah, exactly. It was brand that new time. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At that time, exactly at that time. And, and it was so was a, that stuff that you that you were like playing or into or yeah. checking out? Um, to some extent, to some extent, because it was kind of like a it was kind of a bit of a jazz wave. But yeah. a, there was a bit of a bit of a like you say the acid jazz thing that was coming around at that time. There's a lot of there's a lot of live music at that time. Yeah. Like you say, there were people like bands like Raw Stylus, and um, you know, and it, as you say, Jamiroquai. But I think Jamiroquai just signed at that time and had mm. their first uh, big hit. Um, but yeah, it was it was a healthy time. There was a lot of it about. Lots of people out doing their doing their thing. So I, I saw these things and I saw this community mm -hmm. and of course there was somewhere for me to go to and, and, and be part of. So it was, it was kind of easy really yeah. in that respect. And so you're playing like four string, five string? I, that, I was into five strings since the 80s. I think I, I, tell you, I went to see, I went to see um, Wayne Shorter. A couple of times. Attitude? No, I wouldn't mean attitude. The, the, the one I saw him, the first time I saw Wayne, it was Gary Willis. Uh, oh, oh wow! This is going way back in the eighties, and he was playing <coughs> Tobias five strings. Him and Tom Brecklin and Mitch Foreman on keys. It was playing all that stuff from Atlantis and and um, was it Phantom Navigator? I saw that gig. And then each bass player he had had five strings. And I love. I'm a Wayne. I'm a Wayne Short and okay. I'm mad at. He's like, yeah. So and then every gig I went, and the guys had five string basses. You know, and the albums, and I'd hear those low notes, and I'd be like, "Oh no!" Anthony Jackson. Yeah, well, he's like, he's, he's, he's. I kind of got into. I mean, I got into Anthony a little bit later. Yeah. And 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 the the, the the Anthony Jackson thing was kind of like when I was really honing, really trying to nail down my craft. Yeah. And we're like, I've really got to nail it. And for me, Anthony Jackson was the guy who I basically tried to model myself on. And and because there was all the guys that could, there was all the guys who had all the chops, mm. and there was all the guys who were groovy and funky. Yeah. But Anthony Jackson somehow yeah. managed to take both those elements yeah. and excel yeah. at both of them at the same time. You could get him on a, a jazz date, and you well, think he only does that, and then you'll get him on a funk thing or a soul and an accompany thing where he's accompanying the singer, and he will just just kill it. Like for, for me, he kind of like he really opened my eyes and ears as to like how to make full use of that B string. Yeah, yeah. How to yeah. use it in a musical way that wasn't overpowering yeah, and stuff yeah. and and then also just that kind of playing across the bar line with yeah, fills yeah. and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Just yeah. so creative and like supportive in a, in a melodic yeah. way almost yeah. as the bass line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the other thing is more not so much the B string but the C string. So if he would play he would play on a record 
and play a six string, and you would never know that he was a six string. No. You know, he'd, 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 he'd leave it alone. He'd only use things when they're necessary. Yeah. And it was just his way of just, everything was thought out. You know, just, it, it sounds like everything's just been thought out and, it's, and it has its place and a purpose. You know, and that's, and I kind of, you know, he was just, he just epitomized the professional bass player to me. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, he was, he was a big influence on me, but a little bit later on. Than so Anthony, Gary Willis. Yeah, Gary Willis, Gary Willis, when it came to buying, you know, like you get the videos, talking about education. So I only had two of those. No, what was it three? Star, two. Star Licks or something? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, Hot Licks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> not the best, not the best. so I had the, the Gary Willis, is it Progressive Basics? There's one, and I had one that was Jeff Berlin. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Jeff Berlin, yeah. But, you know, um, but um, the Gary Willis one was just the one that I, I kind of really looked at. Good. Yeah, yeah, it was the one I really looked at, because, you know, he's, and, and I've always, um, I mean, to this day, actually, still kind of, um, if read things that Gary Willis has said and the, and the things that he yeah. you know espouses he's one, for me he's one of the best people that you could actually study with yeah, uh, or if you get the chance to study with him or even if you just read an interview and he's very good at imparting real useful information yeah you know there, there's lots of them that lots of people say stuff but there's a couple of people in my mind that are particularly good at that and Gary Willis is one of them well because you feel like everything that he's done and put out there is very deliberate it's very thought yeah it's very thought, thought stuff through. like that like very you don't arrive at that kind of plane just yeah. by chance you yeah. know you can see there's a real thought process yeah 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 he's, he's a bit of a scientist in that respect kind yeah. of like a, a scientist but or, musical but I mean but with music and okay. bass in particular yeah you know and and also he's an absolute I mean he does I mean he I mean for me he you know, when I when I when I saw him I, I used to listen to all the tribal tech stuff that there was a, a was it Spears? The album, it was Spears. It was on the ninety. It was like nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety or something. Uh, and then there was an, there was another one that was after that called just called Tribal Tech with the, the purple with him and Scott Henderson. The from. one that I had was thick. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. Maybe, that was maybe early two thousand or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. I mean, just generally, just you know, yeah. just listen listen to him and and he very much thought out of the box. You know, melodically, mm. harmonically, he yeah. really was able to exploit the harmony really, really well. Yeah. Scott would be doing his thing, but the way Gary would exploit the harmony and move stuff around and really control. Was that the one that had Nightclub on it? Is that th on. No. 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 I don't know which album that is. I remember, I had, I had to learn that from my exam at uni. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, there's so many 16th notes. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm, you know, doing the. Do -do 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 -do, and then yeah. you watch him play and you're like. Yeah. Wait, what? There's yeah. so little movement. Yeah. You know, like, okay, well, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I didn't even try to copy that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even try to copy that technique. But I did sort of borrow a lot of his kind of what we saw what was possible. It made me raise my game on what was possible and how to do it and seeing someone and seeing him do it and the way that he, sp he spoke about it and the way that he. And it was more listening to him and what he did musically. I mean, that's the, generally the way that I don't really worry about technique that mm -hmm. much at all. I think the I think technique kind of takes care of itself, really. You put the time in early on. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to play the music. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're gonna if you want to play Donnelly for argument's sake, which everybody does, then if you want Donnelly to be Donnelly, your technique has to develop in order to do that. By necessity, your technique will will develop. Otherwise, you're not playing Donnelly. Yeah. If you can play Donnelly, then you've got technique. Mm -hmm. you, you know, so it's 
so yeah. it kind of takes care of it. So I don't really worry about technique as much. I mean, if you look at someone like Pat Metheny, mm. he's got the craziest technique ever, and look what he does. Yeah. You can't talk about, you know, so the kind of technique, I mean, yes, you can have exercises and what have you, do, do what you, you, you feel, but really, the best thing for technique is actually playing music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gary Willis was one that made me think a lot about um, when I said hear him, and so I didn't so much think about his technique as much in that whole picking thing. Yeah, uh, it was just his the way he heard the music yeah. and what he thought was possible with a chord and moving and moving the way he moves the, the roots around and yeah. rhythmically that whole thing and his articulation and his you know just lyricism. Yeah. It was just yeah, he was he was a big big one. It, it didn't mean you get a fretless. I played fretless from about. Oh, it was Jacko that was half past six to half past eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fretless career. <laughs> Actually, I, I had like, I bought this, when I was about 15, I had this bass and I played so much, I knackered the frets. And I, I knackered them out. That's practice. But they were, yeah, yeah, it's probably the frets are probably not great, but um, well, I knackered frets. And of course, well, I'm saying that to her, but I did knacker them out anyway. But, and of course, I just pulled them out. Of course. But yeah, they, I mean, like, if Jacko did it, right? Jacko yeah. did it. So I just went <laughs> and carried on playing it. And then, and then after that, I bought a fretless. I actually bought it. So I played frets for about five years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For about five years yeah, as, right. as, a, as a teenager. <clears throat> Probably all over the place, going rah, 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 all over the shop. But, you know, More lights. Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple yeah. of beers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're playing this in C yeah, sharp, yeah, sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There was a lot of it. There was a lot of that going on. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, it was great. But, yeah. <laughs> But um, and then and then it was shortly after that that I started using five strings. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So then, what was your kind of um, break? I guess like what what was the moment where you kind of thought, "Cool, I'm on an I'm on another rung on the ladder" kind of thing? Was it the the Courtney Pine gig or has <sighs> it just been just like a kind of gradual? It was a gradual thing. The thing is, I think Courtney's gig was the first gig that took up most of my time. Right. Up to that point, I was doing projects. Someone would have get some. There'd be some project somewhere, or some artist would be coming from wherever, right. or someone would find some money from somewhere. From you know, and then I'd get involved in that. So you were kind of sessioning for yeah acts and names. yeah different different people. Different, mostly sm small small things. Just okay. kind of like you know, like someone got some kind of arts council funding here, or yeah. someone was, we were doing a workshop there, or we got someone would have some something. Here and there, or there'd be a theatre gig here, or yeah. just just little small projects, or or I'd go and do, uh, you know, there'll be like night, there'll be club nights where it'd be like a hip hop thing for what, and then I'll, there'll be a live band, and I'll be part of that yeah. live oh, band. Oh great, we're on at three a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 a lot of that, a lot of that, and and of course a lot of jumping in the back of vans and driving up to wherever to play at some play covers or whatever. Glasgow, you ever make it up? I'll probably do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, definitely, and yeah. So we kind of, you know, so there was a lot of that, and um, but Courtney was came along, as, and that was the gig that kind of I had to start turning down. I think that was one that was kind of like, okay, you're here now, and that yeah. was a regular gig, and you were regularly in that band, and you were regularly. You couldn't like dip it out, kind of thing. It was like you are. I, I get, yeah, it kind of not really, no, yeah, not really. You had to, you had to prioritize it a little bit. Yeah, more yeah, because he basically, because you know, when someone says, "All right, here's here's a load of dates." And we're doing this throughout the year. Yeah. And you think, okay, well, like three weeks <laughs> off throughout the whole thing. Yeah, so yeah, you can yeah, really, yeah, you know, yeah, fill it, you yeah, yeah. So you just think, you just think, okay, <clears throat> you're off doing that. 
and then after that, and I was still doing, but still in between, I was still doing other little projects here and there as and when I could, you know, here and there. And then um, the pop thing started happening with Daniel Bedingfield. Okay. Um, and I went and did that for a little while. And then the natural progression. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Rick Lee James? Yeah, Rick was doing it before I was doing it. Because uh, I had him on the, the show when he was out with um, uh, Brown, saxophone player. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Rick was doing it just before I did it. Right, okay. And I came and did it after Rick. So, and the natural progression for that is that Natasha was signed and there was this whole big deal. Daniel had an accident and before his second album and so he was out of action for a while but then that, Natasha came along and she was always hanging around us anyway. Yeah. She, you know, she knew us. They wanted her to be comfortable. So they said, why don't you, you guys just step in and just take over the band duties until Daniel recovers. Really keeping it in the family. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's exactly how it was. The same management and everything. That's yeah, why right. that happened that way. So then we went off and did Natasha's thing. And then Daniel came back and basically hired another band, another band to come and take over. And Natasha said, oh, well, we'll these guys are, so instead of me getting another band, he, he said, yeah. I'll get another band and get yeah. some other people in. So I think one of us... He, she well, kind of really took off in the States, didn't she? Right, yeah. So that's basically what happened then. So the, all her success here, the next thing she took off in the States and it just went. So she would just she didn't have a band here, but a couple of us from here she took with her uh, to the States. In the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably in Australia. Or in Australia. <laughs> it is early on a Saturday morning. It's fine. You just put a gig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still not able to yeah. So from the UK to there, yep. to America, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's so I spent a lot of time in the States, a lot of time working with a lot of American musicians. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of backs and forwards and that, that kind of thing. Good. And good. I, did, I, did, good. I did, I did other things, yeah, it was good, yeah. And in between that I did stuff with, I did pop tours. I mean, they don't get more pop than Girls Aloud. I did a Girls Aloud tour, brief one. Was that fun? It's all right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, they're, they're cool. They're nice girls, actually. Because yeah. a lot of time in the, in, yeah, yeah, you know, these yeah. pop gigs, like the band is pretty killer. Yeah, yeah, the band, yeah, they, they were. You know, some they awful were. drummer and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, it was on that gig. It was Tom Meadows who does Kylie's gig. Right. And it was uh, Mots Lewis who does, who actually produced the Pixie Lot album. Okay. The first Pixie Lot album, and uh, and. The, MD was David Tench, who is uh, now the MD for The Voice in the UK. Okay. So, you know, so it was a, it was a, it was a pretty killer, yeah. killer, it was, it was indeed. So that's a pretty big shop window mm. to have yourself in. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. on there. So I guess yeah. then af after that. Yeah, yeah. Was... yeah, yeah. And of course there was the Lillian thing and there was lots of bits and pieces I've done here and there. And, uh, you know, I, I'd say last time I was here, I was, I, I, first time I came here was with Lily Allen doing the big day out festivals, yeah. you know, so there was that as well. So there was, um, yeah, so that was my, my initiation into the world of pop, which yeah. is a completely different yeah. thing from what I was doing before. And so what kind of, what have you been doing kind of since the end of the pop stuff to, to now? Because I worked, I worked, sometimes? yeah, so I worked <clears throat> a lot in that, in that sort of field and I was away a lot and yeah. a lot, you know, there was long touring and like, I think there was one year where I did like, there was, I remember there was one year I did like two, three month stints in America and then there were also all the bits and pieces yeah. in between, so all the promos and stuff, I was hardly at home at all, yeah. you know. So I, when I came back, I just 
I was in no hurry to to yeah. to do anything really. I just kind of kind of burnt out a bit, I, I suppose you call that. And I just kind of stayed. I just kind of just was really lazy. <laughs> just <laughs> really lazy. I just stayed at home a lot of the time. I mean, I do bits and pieces. People say, "Oh, do you want to come and play?" But I didn't go out and go, "Hey guys, I'm back." And yeah, yeah. but what I, also the other thing I found is that everything had changed. Right. Much of it had changed. And much of the industry, of yeah, years. yeah, yeah. Because much of the industry, I, I remember myself and a guitarist within America, and, and I remember saying, he said to me, "You know what? My phone doesn't ring anymore." Mm -hmm. And I said, "Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. It does, nobody's maybe maybe we thought maybe it's because they know that we're doing this and just away and what have you." But as it turns out, when I came back, it was like that was the story with many people. Mm. You know, the industry had shrunk. Less work. And there was just simply less work. And more people. And yeah, yeah. Because then you had all these, like, lots of people graduating from colleges and what have you. And there were less people. The industry had changed. There wasn't, there wasn't as much money industry in the industry anymore. Yeah. The wages as far as acts, um, if you were going out with a new act, had just pretty much stagnated. Nothing had gone up yeah. for years. You know, and, and in fact, things were being cut. You know, bands were going so you, out. You kind of caught the tail end of the good time. Yeah, exactly, I did. I caught the tail end of that part. You know, yeah. and even then, it wasn't as good as it was before. But it was kind of the last, the last bit of when yeah. it was, you know, an, uh, an okay thing to be doing. But no, but it's it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Right? And it's you know, I mean, even though the industry has grown, had a little bit of a growth in the last, yeah. it's nowhere near the size of what it was. It what was twenty years ago. You know, like when the when the Spice Girls were doing their thing, you know, and, and yeah. you know there was session where there was Take lots that. of bands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you'd watch a, you know, you used to watch. We, when I was doing a lot of the pop stuff, there was a lot of TV programs. So you, I'd yeah. be doing Top of the Pops t twice a week. Yeah. Then you'd be doing CD UK. Then you'd be doing some MTV thing. Yeah. And I was like, every minute I was on the TV. And what was made even worse, I was doing, playing with Daniel and Natasha at the same time. Really? So we'd be doing, yeah, exactly. So we'd be doing that, and people say, every minute I see you on the telly, all of we on, you know, Good Morning and this and that, and I'm like, you know. DJ Friday. Yeah, 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 exactly, everything. There were so many programs, too, but, but when I came back, all of those had gone. Like, there was no live music TV shows on at all. It was only Jules Holland. Yeah. As far as I can remember, that was about it, as far as live, a live, you know, where you could actually see a live band. People yeah. just weren't interested in it anymore. Yeah. You know? Just it just the whole thing just dried up, and of course other people were telling me it was coming back to me. You know, even with well-established bands and people saying, "Yeah, now they don't send a car to pick you up anymore, or you're not getting paid for, yeah, you know, for for this, or you're not getting paid for that." And it's not, you know. It just makes you think how much money people at the top were making when the yeah. when the musicians who are probably always getting the low end of the scale yeah, yeah. were getting good money. Like yeah. How much were the guys at yeah. the top? You know, yeah, the well, companies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's epic. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's a, that's another that's another thing. But um, <clears> that's <throat> another thing, another thing to get into because you know whether how this thing works, how people, what how how they're giving away their music, yeah. what they know about their rights. I think a lot of it is is now now people are much more savvy to that kind of thing. Definitely. And they're much more savvy about their publishing deals and keeping their music, keeping yeah. their rights, and making sure that they. It's get also paid. a lot easier to. Write, record, produce, release. And get your music out there. Your own music. Promote it yourself. And promote it yourself. Yeah. Which is which is a big part of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the difference in with me, my approach with this project, the Kamal Williams project. It's it's independent. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not they're not signed to some big record company or even an indie company. 
Brownstone. No, no, not Brownstone. No, it's Sunday. So that Yusef Kamal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Brownstone. So yeah, this is separate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But similar. Yeah, I mean, Yusuf Kamal with that project, and obviously Kamal Williams is just, you know, and it's just, you know, there's a connection there, obviously, but this is on the Black Focus label. Right. You know, so obviously Black Focus was the first, name of the first album, now it's a Black Focus record label. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's been set up, and, and it's it's right. on that label. I saw, I, saw, I saw that projected last night, and yeah. it's actually a Black Ford Focus. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I, saw, I, I didn't get that at first. I, I thought like, it was some real deep, heavy. Yeah, you know, like, actually, it's I a like black, that kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah, thing. it's, a, it's a, actually a black Ford Focus because that's what it used to drive, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, which is great. But, um, but a, lot, a lot of, as I say, a lot of um, uh, people nowadays are much more savvy to the whole, to the whole thing. In talking about um, bass players who give out good advice, Marcus Miller is also another one who I think mm-hmm. gives out fantastic advice and uh, is worth. I mean, as much as you can sit down and watch Marcus Miller doing this, you probably learn a lot more by just sitting down. If you could sit down with Marcus Miller over a cup of coffee, he'd probably tell you things that would save you a lot well, of headache. He's a pretty successful businessman. Yeah, yeah. As a businessman and understanding and giving out advice, I'd say him, Gary Willis, and uh, Victor Wooten. Yeah. Yeah, they're very good at imparting information mm-hmm. and, and really putting you straight. And one of the things Marcus Miller said, he goes, now it's not enough for you to just be you know, a, a, a bass player. Now you've got to be a producer, you've got to be writing your stuff, you've got to understand how, how, how you're gonna get the band to the hotel, how you're gonna, you know, you've got to wear a lot of hats and yeah. you've got to develop different things and don't ignore this, you've got to make sure you stay on top of your tax, you've got to make sure that you take care of all these aspects of business, because if you don't, one of those things will come along and just, yeah. that'll be it. You know? Or there's another guy yeah. who does do that all. Yeah, and, yeah. and the, the other guy will be, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's not always sitting about saying, like, yeah, you can do a little bit of that. Great, but if you haven't got those other those mm. other hats to wear, and pay, keep an eye on those other things. Yeah, you're not gonna. And these days, you have to be a producer. You have to write. You, there's no point in you know even being a bass player nowadays. It, nobody can be a bass player. Now I came from an era where you could be a bass player and make a living as a bass player. These days, mm, you know you can't just be a bass player. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to write. You've got I to think produce. The, you've got to get I, it. I saw a lot of the young guys come through. They're probably not. They're just that, that. All that comes with the territory of learning an instrument nowadays, or, or mm. being or wanting yeah. to be an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's probably just all part and parcel of it. You know, mm. because you're learning learning bass via YouTube, recording yourself on your garage band, which means mm. you're understanding how you your audio interface works. Mm. How to upload videos? Yeah, yeah. How to market your own gigs? Yeah. Because I think that's just how it's like you're saying. I, yeah, by necessity. Yeah. By necessity. Whereas people who are maybe like uh, my know, generation, my, my yeah. generation, a little bit older, yeah. are having to kind of figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas they're taking it as now, a, in their like, stride. That's just the music. That's just industry. the way it is. That's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. And in some ways, it's much better because it's much, you know you're kind of much, as I say they're much more savvy and they kind of understand when they're signing a piece of paper. Mm. What am I signing? You know, and you're saying about the people making the big money back in the day and. You know, um, artists kind of, you know, realizing that they're the artists and they're on the telly and they're doing all of this. But when it all comes down to the to the to the royalty checks, they're just getting some little thing. It's all them on the telly, but most of the money, you know, they get the cars sent to them. They might be staying in a nice apartment, but yeah, th- that's not you know, that's that's all coming out of whatever money that they've <laughs> what they've made, yeah, and then they'll get their little bit at the end. And somebody yeah. else has gone off with the thing because they're the ones that wrote and produced and. They're cut their neck and they're going to get all the publishing. Yeah, I think um, younger people are much more savvy to that these days Mm. than 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 we were. And do you reckon there's like a a real 
resurgence, especially in London, of like this kind of um, like homegrown retro or vintage inspired kind of instrumental fusion jazz music. It seems, it seems yeah. like London's a bit of a hotbed for it just now. It seems, it seems, because I didn't really know what was going on until I got the call. I didn't know anything about Kamal Williams. Right. So how, how long have you, have you, have you about a year and a half now. Right, okay. About a year and a half. But it's been brewing for... It's only since then that I've been come, sort of hanging around and kind of getting involved and going to the gigs and... Because and it seems like there's like a kind of like, you know, almost like the old rave scene, like house party, like you know, yeah. warehouse parties kind of vibe yeah. and stuff and just really... Yeah, and just kind of getting to the UK scene and then I'm seeing that there's this actually this... And I was kind of I was kind of pleased to see that there was this real sort of mm. this this great scene that was going on because you've got people like obviously there's people like Shabaka Hutchins and Moses Boyd, Blue Lab Beats, you know Ezra Collective, all these UK acts that are just all yeah. just sort of you know and it's I didn't know anything about these guys yeah. until until I started getting involved with this and then it's over time that I've kind of gone oh, right okay this is happening this is and this is all UK it's all yeah. kind of self-generating machine that's just kind of. Yeah. You know, and, and they all kind of feed each other. Like you know, like yeah. I started checking out Yusef Kamal, and through mm. that, you see these other guys, and like, yeah. oh, there's something happening. Yeah, 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 you definitely, yeah. definitely. You know, like um, I did a gig with uh, uh, at Ronnie's a couple of weeks ago with uh, with um, Tendalonius. You know, so you know, and he's got his whole thing going on yeah. with his own twenty, his twenty two A thing, and he's got that whole, you know, and it's a whole, and he and he's very savvy as well. He's very business minded, very savvy, doing yeah. his own thing. Yeah. And he's got two bands, and he just but he's doing his own. So you can tap into a, a new scene for I mean, yeah, big time, you know, work big time, uh, big time, and just kind of watching these guys who are just coming up, and but they don't even they don't even think about because back then everybody wanted to get signed. Yeah. Whereas now they that's they. Well, you guys just mm. you know sold out venues in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you yeah. need a record? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. It's just, you just got to look at it in a different way. Yeah, and, and, and they do. They just automatically look, look at it yeah. that way and yeah, just take yeah. care of themselves and take care of their business themselves and get the benefits from it rather than it going to someone yeah. upstairs, you know. So if, if you could kind of time warp back and give young Pete some advice, mm. is there anything that you would maybe have liked to have told yourself back in the day? Yeah, I, would, I think I would have paid much more in, uh, attention to the business. Right. To the business and how it works. And how publishing works, and how royalties works, mm. you know, and how it's split. And do you feel like you missed out on some opportunities? Well, it's just, it's just, it's just that you've got to understand. You've got to understand how that how that money is generated, and where it's going, you know. And you've got to think to yourself. You've got to understand how the structure is and where it goes. And then, because the, once you have that information, then you can place yourself at the point mm -hmm. where the money goes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or put yourself in a, you think to yourself, well, doing this is not going to get you here. You just think, to yourself, I mean, you're having a great time. Yeah, but it's only a, a lateral movement. Right. Not yeah, upwards. Yeah, you're upwards and you're always going to be there. And it's always reliant on certain things. And if you want independence, then you have to position yourself over here. Yeah. And you've got to learn this craft. And you've got to understand this aspect of the business. Yeah. And the business side of things, I, that's, that's what I would do. I'd say, pay more attention to the business. Yeah. That's what I would do. Because it is a business. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's... Money's involved. Yeah, money's involved. It's commerce. Yeah. It's business. I think one, one of the guys, just when you were talking about there, comes to mind that sussed that out crazily early was Prince. Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> like talk about owning your shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
he uses one man yeah. record company. Well, yeah. obviously had the yeah. issue with the record company, yeah, but issues, he still yeah. in his own recording studio. Like he ran the show. He yeah. didn't, you know, produce his first album or yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. He kind of had it sussed out. Yeah. And, and when it, yeah. yeah, and ri writing and owning your material. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the other thing. To be the position of you've you've written the material, you own the material, yeah. making sure that you keep your publishing. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of there's plenty of information. And also, this is the the, the the other thing that's different now is that this is the internet. The internet is probably. I mean, things have changed throughout the world. I would say in the last twenty years than they have in the previous hundred. And because we live in an age of information, the exchange of information, a lot of it is bad information, but there's a lot of good information as well. And it's changed ideas. And you know, one person, you, we can exchange ideas and information instantly, almost for free, yeah. anywhere in the world. You know, so the fact that you can promote yourself in Australia is largely down to that. Because back then, when I was a kid, you were growing up, you wanted to make a phone call to Australia. It would cost you a week's wages for five minutes. Yeah. You know, you couldn't do that, or you could send a letter. You have to get up at like two in the morning. And yeah, 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 exactly. You get the answer phone. You no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or send a letter, which will take about six months, and and it may or may not get there. Do you know what I mean? It's completely different. You can you can speak to people in real time, almost, for almost nothing. Yeah. And you can exchange information. And we you need can, to take we need to take advantage of that. Yeah, and 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 you know the the power to do that and what we do that is it's it's less if less stuff. We're all in this kind of in this <laughs> day. We really it's it's overwhelming. Yeah. But you know there is information out there, and I think a lot of that has a lot to do with empowering people. And giving them, you know, given because you know most people just get signed. They didn't understand the structure of things. They didn't no. understand because people didn't tell people things, and a lot of things were protected. Sure, you know, like any, like in in the rest of society, you know, certain people protect their interests by not letting these people know what's up. Yeah, you know, so we're not we're going to hold that from you. So you stay over there, and we stay up here. They're not going to share that information because yeah, yeah. we don't want your car to be as nice as our car, and you moving next door to us. We want you over there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a similar sort of yeah. sort of thing that's going on. But um, the internet has changed that, and lots of, and there's a lot of ships in in in. in, in it's leveled the playing field to something. Yeah, it's, a, it's the greatest level ever. Mm. You know, it's you know, it's, and and the, the, saying that it's leveled things. When once you've leveled things, you might think that doesn't mean that everything you find is going to be good. Exactly. Some of the things you yeah. find are good, and some of them are really bad. But it is what it is. It's simply leveling it out. It's not doing something in your favour. Yeah. It's just telling you the way it is. And that's all it can do. Yeah, and it's and, up to you. To, and it's up how you choose to exploit that information yeah. and what you do with it. Which is a bit, it's a bit fairer. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is fairer. Yeah. So what about the, the Pete Martin project band album? That's kind of something again, because I mean, obviously everybody's been sort of, especially doing, especially sit and seeing all that. It, 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 you don't really have an excuse not to do it. You know, there was always an excuse. You still, you still got to have something to say. You still, yeah, you still got to have the. You, you, you don't can't say, oh, what's the point in getting an album? Then I've got to get signed, how am I going to get it? But really, nowadays, you don't have the excuses not to, to make music because you can, if you've got all this ability, all this experience, you've got the equipment at home to do it easy enough, do it, you yeah. know, do it. And then, and now here I am in a situation where... Otherwise, don't complain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, otherwise don't complain. Exactly, don't complain. If you're just going to sit there and let everybody, then you, got, you can't, you can't yeah. complain. You've got no right to complain. If you're not gonna get your, you, it's like you, you know, you can't sit there and criticize other people when they're in the arena and you're standing on the sidelines <laughs> going, oh yeah, but you're, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I that's could do right. that. I can do that. It's yeah, like, but you're it's not. It's like the, the, the modern art thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I could do that. Yeah, you yeah. could. Well, that's on the wall, and yours isn't. Yeah. So something's missing. Said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, and that's a, there's a big lesson in that. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between people what you could do and what you do do. 
you know, it's easy enough to turn around and say, oh yeah, you're, you're, no, that's not great, yeah, anybody can do yeah. that. But the point is, they're doing it. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's. So the, so the album's coming out in March, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that, because if the guys in the band watch this, man, they're going to be going, yeah, Pete, what's going on, Pete? Yeah, yeah. yeah Pete, They're always, on? everybody's always kicking my ass over it, but um, I'm definitely, I've definitely um, started making uh, inroads. Definitely, maybe. Yeah, definitely, maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. So do you, do you have like a little studio set up at home? Yeah, or? that's what I've, I've been working on, setting. Right. I cleared our room. I cleared room. I said, right, that room okay, is going. Step one. Step one. Clear room. Empty. Get all the get into the room. Put only gear in it. So no bits of gear all over the place. Yeah. A bit of gear, a bit of there. Get it in one place so it's all there. Get it so it's there and you can just turn get it on. And turn get, it on. Get to work. Yeah, and get to work. And that that was the plan, and I managed to do that. So, it's, it's so and that was up. just before the, before I've been running around doing this. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So the idea, my idea is just like, right, you've got to start 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 getting because everybody everybody's kind of in that in that you know there's other musicians I know who's kind of gone right got to start writing you got this there's, there's just no no other way to do it now yeah. you can't it's, you just simply can't just be playing an instrument on trying to you've but got I think to, you also have to want to do it yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah you know yeah because uh, otherwise people will be able to hear that in the music yeah yeah I think you know it's just yeah. like not not everybody has something worthwhile mm to say that people yeah. want to hear kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, if you're just doing it because they think that they should do it or whatever, yeah. then pe people can sense that, Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I'm loving sort of, it's only this year that I started um, doing social media as well. So, and I'm loving the whole thing. Of, of, well, I mean, this wouldn't have happened if yeah, exactly. I didn't manage to track you down on yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram. Uh, Instagram, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instagram is the only thing that, I, that I've got. So it, it, it's just looking at the, 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 the empowerment of these people that just getting their music out and yeah. playing by when inspiring build, yeah and and just building a community connecting with people exactly. and having something to say it is inspiring big yeah. time big time so what 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 would it be what kind of shape is it going to take now that this is the thing so it's like and the, the my problem is is that i've got all this wealth of experience that i've kind of amassed over this time yeah not just in, in going out and gigging experience but also music that i've heard and absorbed yeah. over all this time and it's like I'm just I'm just I I have no idea. Okay. Not so really. So you don't have like folders on your computer with like yeah, Bass Jam One and Idea Sixty Four and. I've got a few. I've got a few. Yeah. But they don't necessarily take the form of any kind of particular genre. That's okay. I'm interested in so many so many different things. Yeah. I've everything from. I mean, I used to. Yeah, I remember when I was sort of trying to understand music. I used to um, pay like a like four quid to go down to the festival hall, and you could go down there at like a lunchtime. And you could watch a classical, you know. You can watch a uh, Prokofiev or Shostakovich or whatever. You just go in there and just 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 check it out. And I would do that, just because yeah. I'm interested in all sorts of things. And at I the think same that's time, something you know, that everybody should do at some point in their life is go and see like a symphony orchestra. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's it's no different experience it's, of doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's yeah, the yeah. back of your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Different. So, and I used to just go and pay my four quid and sit at the festival hall and just watch the, these orchestras just doing their thing, you know, because. And you know you'd sit in there watching watching a piece that lasts you know you have forty five minutes or or whatever you know what yeah. I mean but I I would do that I'm influenced by so many different things if I watch movies I've got my music movies that have got a favorite score or whatever I like electronic music I like you know I love rock bands go and see yeah. everything from you know from metal to but it's it's all going to be filtered through you well yeah so yeah I think so it's all, it's all going to sound like yeah yeah it's all going to come to some point and got some kind of some kind of aggregate form just to yeah to have some kind of you know some sort of recording so i don't know if it's going to be what it's going to I'm, and i'm not going to try and 
try and make it into anything. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm, I mean, we'll see what how it goes. If I've got enough material, I can make one album that sounds like this and one that sounds like that, and fair enough. But I'm not gonna try and contrive. And I don't, I'm not yeah. really at this point. I'm not trying to make be. I'm not trying and to I make. Think, I think people today are much more open to mm. diverse styles mm. because of the lack of attention span and the YouTube thing and mm. that kind of stuff. Because people are used to going next next something yeah, different yeah you know so having a, a collection of tracks that that are disparate i don't think it's gonna necessarily it's true because people don't listen know? to whole albums in, in that way anymore, so if it's just they? like oh this one's like drum and bassy but that mm -hmm. first one was real kind of yeah, you know, yeah. ambient or whatever Maybe, like, yeah 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 i think yeah. people are because people like you say like the album thing is kind of yeah not so much of a yeah, thing yeah yeah not anymore yeah it's just you could even just do a series of singles yeah whatever that means yeah 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 you know it's much more open now it's much more open i mean vinyl's kind of changed that a little bit yeah because vinyl because the, the resurgence from vinyl but but yeah it's 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 wide open and why not what's to stop you it's not like you know you can just make what you like i yeah. mean i'm not trying to make thriller i'm just trying to make just just make some music put it out there yeah and that's the that's the the goal is to get something out there that's that that's it's all it's it's almost secondary to what the music is or even the quality of the music so the, the process of going through it and the process it. of going through is, is that's the important thing yeah. having gone through that journey that's and I, th I found things change once you get musicians in a room like if you are gonna yeah you know get other people involved yeah, it's yeah. like oh now yeah. it starts to sound like yeah yeah, X, yeah which can be good or bad yeah you know it depends on how yeah yeah you yeah. want to do a little bit yeah you know you've got access to some some good players. Yes, yes. Over exciting. the years, of sort of, you know, some some people, you know, I've I've helped out over the years, and you know, I'm I'm sure I could just say, hey, yeah, yeah. you used to do this. There'd be yeah. some, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So what kind of um, what kind of gear are you are you using these days? The, uh, like I said, well, I was running around with this here, my old Japanese um, TRB. It's a mid nineties Japanese TRB five. Yep. This one. And it's um and it's pretty solid and 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 stay you know it doesn't move around when you fly with it and yeah. it's it's just reliable and just does what it does. But um, I've just kind of over the, over time I've just amassed a few. <laughs> amassed a few. Yeah, amassed a couple, if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I got oh, what have I got? I got like a, I got a couple of seventies um, fenders. Um, I got seventy nine Stingray. Um, Natural finish. No sunburst. Yeah. Um, fretless. Okay. Hey. <laughs> that one's really fun. dusty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't play that. It's true. It's true. But fantastic sounding bass though. Yeah. Fantastic. But when I have used it, it's, it's, it's wicked. Um, <laughs> the uh, I got a five string music man. I don't know what year that is. A Stingray. Mm -hmm. Then I got a Lakeland five. Um, and I've got like a. Cut, well, a, a say bass five, the one you were talking about there. Is it so like a jazz? Yeah, yeah, it's basically a jazz bass five. Yeah. Um, I missed out something. I've got, I've got other bits and pieces. I've got like, I've got this old um, ESP jazz bass that I bought in the in the eighties, oh, yeah. and I've kind of, I've, I've, I've got <clears> these <throat> old Bartolini's in it, these nine W's, which I absolutely love. They, they haven't made them for a long time. But they sound fantastic. Is the ones with the pole pieces? No, they no, don't. No, no got, all, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah those, they, these are old. They don't. They've discontinued these back right. in the 90s. They just stopped doing them. Um, those active? Yes. Are, are they actually no? Are the pickups themselves active? Oh, and does it does it have a preamp? Then there's no preamp. There's no oh, preamp. Okay. I've got no preamp with it. Yeah. Um, 
uh, yeah, so I guess they've just been used passive. Um, on the on on the Kamal Williams album, I used that on high roller. Okay. That's the bass that I use on there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's just a four string jazz with, with the Bartolini's. Um, There's something about like a jazz with like EMGs or Bartolini's that can yeah. it, it can really work. Yeah, 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 yeah. It can, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen a few people using that hold that combo a few times. Um, but my my I got seventy three jazz with uh, maple, um, and that just sounds like you know the the archetypal seventies jazz bass, which I love that raw yeah. sort of yeah. pick up slightly back towards the bridge sound, um, and I got a seventy six p bass. Um, what else have I got? I've got an acoustic. I've got upright bass as well. Do you take the p bass out much? Sometimes, yeah, a few times. Yeah. Not not on the road as much, but I do. I've done do sessions with it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's smooth i've got flats on it okay yeah so it, it, when i want that sound I'll, if i go to a session i'll probably take i'll take two gig bags or two double gig bags double and gig that will be one of the bases in four in, or five p yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'll take i'll take i'll take a card i'll take the music man because it's always going to do the job if that doesn't want and then there's a jazz if you if anybody wants that slap thing slapping's a bit but when you do when you do it on a jazz bass or or an offender, it works. Yeah. Slapping's cool on a fender. <laughs> everything else and a music man. Everything else, mm, not so sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool on that because it sounds like a jazz. Yeah, their yeah, their yeah, bass definitely yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I can't think. I'm sure there's. Do you, you haven't really gone into the kind of Badiki, Ken Smith, Federa, no. MTD. Yeah, no. I used to have a Tobias. Alembic. <laughs> no, those don't, they just don't really appeal to me. Mm. Never been my cup of tea. I used to have a Tobias Killer B back in the day. Oh, yeah. When they first came out. You know, so it was the original Tobias but yeah. they, before they. They were good. Yeah, yeah. And I had that. I mean, they, I mean yeah, it was all right, but, you know, it had, I remember it had like a swamp ash. It was swamp ash and it had an oil finish on the body. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this thing just will just get beaten up too easily, mm. you know. And then it's so in the end, I kind of looked at it and I was thinking, just your slightest, you have to be really careful with it all yeah. the time, yeah. you know. Uh, so I just in the end, I got fed up being careful with it. <laughs> I just wanted something I could throw in the bag, yeah. you know. So we we see that you have like a if you could pick one. I know it's a silly question, but if like, are you like a seventy jazz guy or are you? Cause some some guys are like I'm a P bass guy, or some guys are like you mm. know I'm a whatever. I'll say I'm a jazz bass guy. <clears throat> okay. If 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 pushed it to 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 come up with it, because everything that's the you know. But then I love the sound of a P bass man. They mm. they do they they, they I, I I would concede everything other than a P bass is a deviation. Oh. Really, really, because it's like okay, yes, a jazz bass is the closest thing, and it's kind of. But it is a compromise to some people. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you go in when you play you play because a jazz bass if you. It doesn't sit as well as a P. A P will always work, always work. Yeah. That's the thing about a P bass. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go to a session and you're gonna think, I can take one bass, and or if you're gonna make a living and you can have one bass, if it came down to it. I mean, if Pino can play it in the Who Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, you do, the D'Angelo. Yeah. P bass will do the job. Yeah, the P bass will do the job. <laughs> the P bass will do the job. If you're gonna have one instrument, it's gonna be that. And if you can get a good one. Yeah. Then you know a really good, a really nice one. Then it's the it's the one to have really, but but I I do love a jazz bass. Yeah. I do love a jazz bass. And then and then you start thinking, 
yeah, but what about, you know, Bernard Edwards' Music Man? What about that, you know? And you so much of Bernard Edwards is Bernard Edwards. Yeah, 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 because he used like, to play a P as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But he used to play that um, BC Rich. Have you ever seen the video? Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. a BC Rich iron body. That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think the, 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 the kind of, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the things, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, you know, a lot of it is that. But, uh, but most of the time, I'll be trying to play like a jazz bass or a jazz bass derivative most of the time. Sure. You know? So that's probably one of the biggest, the Yamaha's probably one of the biggest deviations that you have well, I guess, the funny thing is well, I didn't really when I first started first played this bass I didn't really like Yamahas at all yeah didn't really they weren't, they're not my cup of tea and character wise it isn't really yeah but I got it as a kind of back as a backup and I got it in the shop and I bought this like in the 90s as I say it was in the shop and I thought oh, I like, yeah, this sounds let me just get this as a backup and a lot of time I'd go out the problem what I couldn't argue with is that when you plugged it into the PA, it just went and just did what it was supposed to do. The B string on that is amazing. You just couldn't argue with it. I just Last couldn't. Last night it was yeah. just like. Oh really? Oof. Yeah, really. Yeah, you just couldn't. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I just plugged it in and it just went. I just went. Wow! It was just. It just did what. There was no. Because I at the, at the time I was playing Fender Five at that time, which most of the time, mm. and then you know, which I I really wanted a Fender Jazz and a, a Jazz Five, and I tried that, and it was. I love the fenderness of it, but it just didn't work. Mm. You know, the instrument's got to do like anything. You know, you got something. There's the aesthetics of something, and and there's the character of the sound, mm -hmm. and then there's the functionality of the sound. Mm -hmm. And what I can't argue with this is that is the functionality. It it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And it come there comes a point where you don't want any faffing around. You want something. You want to go in. Other people haven't got time for you to wait around and tweak and whatever they want. I mean, you're they, only the bass player, right? How hard can it be? You know plug what I mean? Yeah, plug-in is supposed to work. So everybody expects that. This is true. As long as it goes... Yeah, yeah, everybody that. expects that. But you go and do a session, that's what everybody expects. Yeah. And, but when it doesn't do that, everybody's like, what's the matter with you? It's a bass, isn't it? What's the matter? I don't know, mate. You plugged it in, it didn't work. What do you mean it didn't work? This is the battery. Why do you have a battery in your Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? A ba battery? <laughs> Plugging it in? What? Have you got a mains cable? What's that? What's well, that? They're like, no. No. no Next. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. They haven't got time for that. You want something that's just going to work. Yeah. And that, and that's and and it does. I've got a few. That actually, most of my instruments like they're not. They're not. I don't do the boutique thing. Yep. They're not pretty instruments. They're not. Yep. They're just working. They're just Tools. working instruments like the the Lakeland uh, yeah. Five, which just works. The 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 Music Man. Yeah. This and my and and um, my say bass. It's just you know, and the other fours are just a Fender, a Jazz and Precisions, yeah, cool. basically, and they just work. I've got a, an, an old Washburn acoustic yeah. that I've not used for a long time, um, and some other bits and pieces that, you know, just, but they again, they're all like Fender and type yeah. bases. Yeah, inspired. They're just, yeah, they're just, in, I, you know, that's... I did, I, did I hear you stepping on some effects last night? Last night, the simple truth is, I got a... Phaser and uh, yeah, octave, one of, octave up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was no, that was a phaser. That was just a phaser. One of them was just a phaser that right. I just played like an octave up, um, quite high up an octave. But um, I just got a. I invest. I mean, I've got a pedal board, but then when you're sort of running around Europe and you're traveling, oh uh, yeah, cables and yeah, and uh, you just got. To, I just thought right. I don't. I don't want to give any anything to get lost or go missing. You want to put something in your rucksack. Boom, off you go. And I got and I bought one of those Zoom B B three B three N is it? Yeah. I think it's a B three. I got one of those. Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those. 
Okay. And that's what it was last night. Right, so okay. I used I used that. And actually So you just programmed programmed them some practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go like in there and just program some stuff and it's practical <laughs> and it and it I mean I think multi effects have come a long way. Yeah. In, Especially in the, some stuff. <laughs> yeah, in the last few years. I mean I was I was blown away by it. I was like, Wow, okay, you know, oh yes, yes, the the, the preamps aren't you know, but the, the simulate they're pretty it's pretty good. They're pretty Simulate, decent. Yeah. yeah, very decent. The compressors, pretty good. Definitely. You know, the chorusing, great. You know, some of the pitch shift things not so much because mm. normally I, I've it got doesn't track that well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't track that well. But um, I, I I usually use an OC two. I've got a couple of OC twos. Yeah. Or whatever for that kind of Classic. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, melt, I've got, melt the drivers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't bring I didn't bring it for this actually. I should forgot it. I forgot. I ah, did realize. But you know, I just used an October from that, and that was that was fine. Okay. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. but yeah, I've got a pedal board and and various bits and pieces that are, again that I've collected over the years. I've got an original Pog, the one with the big sliders. Okay. Got one of those. Yeah. You know, I've got various bits of electroharmonic stuff and just you know, and there's a pedal called a meat ball. Do you ever see a meat ball? Yeah. Yeah, I've got one of those. Really? Yeah, yeah. I never take that out though, because so, it's a big old thing like that. But and they all they all have their own individual power supplies and stuff like that. Yeah. There's that as well, and it's a headache. So yeah. you know, the, the disadvantage is that if your, your zoom goes wrong, then you've got no effects. You know, or something happens. But the, the big thing is you got one yeah. thing you can save but presets. But also they're cheap. If it did go wrong, you just buy one and then right, exactly, right? exactly, and they're everywhere. They're really cheap, yeah. really cheap. You could just go and get one if exactly. if it really happened. I used happened. to have the single one, the MS sixty B. Yeah, yeah, I thought I started just a little stone box yeah. thing, um, and yeah, I, I my, my pedal board got stolen and that was on it. But uh, yeah, it was great. I used it for like same thing, like chorus, delay, yeah. flange, reverb, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. And Razor. the good thing about that pedal is that you can, as you say, you can put it on a on a pedal board. Yeah. And it's and it will take same the same size power, and, and it'll take the same power and everything. And you've got to think of those these kind of practicalities when you're yeah. going out and working. It's all well and good having you. Yeah, I mean it's bad enough as a bass player turning up with pedals. with a pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do it? What's that? A tuner? What do you want that for? <laughs> <laughs> Why break a habit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why start now? Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. So, so what's next after this? I think after this, we we play uh, immediately after this. We our next thing is we got some dates in. So we got some, we got a couple of dates in the UK. We play London, so we're playing the home crowd there. We're playing homecoming. Yeah, yeah. Playing Brixton Electric. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, we play. I think we have got a date in Brighton. No, no, sorry. The second we play at La Cigale in Paris, so that's a big one for us. We play at a, a festival in Brighton on the 5th and on the 6th we play um, Brixton Electric. And then we go to India. Oh, cool. Actually, there's some stuff in between there, but it's not been it's all penciled in, but I'm not sure what's happening. But we play India, we're going to India. Been to India before? No. Okay. I've been many places, but I've not been there. Wow. Yeah, so that's on the bucket list. We just said, Do you want to go to India? I said, yeah. Sure. Let's go, yeah. You know, like you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Christmas. Christmas, yeah. And then next year, we're looking at US. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Been over there with... Uh, yeah, I was there all that time with Natasha, yeah. Yeah, but uh, not with this. has Kamal been over there? I think he's... No, not with this. Not with this. Not with this or with Yusuf Kamal. I think it was supposed to go. I don't know what happened, but it didn't happen. But um, they're going to be... Uh, yeah, we're looking at that now. The visa's going for all the stuff's being... Yeah, cool. ...processed now. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously getting the solo album out in March. <laughs> <laughs> See now I'm being held to ransom. I'm gonna have to. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay, but um, yeah. See, Henry's gonna see this, and he's gonna be like, 
There you go. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks, Craig, man. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. P man, everybody. Hey guys, well, I hope you enjoyed that interview there with Pete. Uh, lots of gold nuggets of information in there. Um, and uh, and very, very cool guy to hang out with. Appreciate Pete's time. Um, it was, as I say, pretty early the next morning after uh, an intense gig. So I do appreciate him making the effort. And I also appreciate you guys making the effort to listen to this podcast. Um, if you like the music that you hear at the start and end of this podcast, then that is my band Pickpocket. Um, we have a few CDs and releases available on Bandcamp, Pickpocket Funk. Um, just search for that on Bandcamp or Facebook and you'll find us. So thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you next time.